This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome in on this afternoon, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, Another Juan edition. Coach and Braden have been keeping you updated on every. Yeah, huh? off, off to a fantastic start here on this Tuesday I don't afternoon. Know how that's possible? Tour. Already buttons being pushed that shouldn't be pushed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, you never know. No, but this one that, I really I, don't. I know. think that is almost like clockwork. That is the first thing that comes out. Yeah. Uh, what? How could that have happened? <laughs> I, I love how Chris gives me a hard time when he couldn't even like sit here and look at the screen without getting overwhelmed. Uh, it's not my job. I don't have to <laughs> yeah, well, look at the screen and worry about. I that. know. I love how you give me crap though. But because... when it's time when it's time for me to focus on what I'm supposed to do in my job, then I'm on point. So. That's mm. the whole story there. Bada mm. bing, bada boom. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what people think. On point. <laughs> On point. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I didn't do any of this. Okay. So uh, back to the show. couple uh, playoff games. Uh, one in particular ended in epic fashion last night. Oh, uh, man. I bet you as a former center fielder, uh, your heart skipped a beat on that play. I, I mean, I, I get in chills just talking about it. Oh, that was uh, beautiful. For, for those who didn't see it, Philly had a 3 nothing lead in that ball game. Braves stormed back. Two-run shot by Austin Riley. Gives them a 4-3 lead. Bryce Harper gets on. One out. And Nick Castellanos hits a ball that had a chance. Uh, it probably hits off the wall for extra bases, but Michael Harris Jr. goes up, snatches it, comes down. Now, in his excitement, I'm sure, made a bad throw. He just at, threw he, it. He, yeah, he did, he's just like, he I'm saw, throwing it. He saw Harper had rounded second yeah. and had a long way to go, and he just threw it. And you got to give Austin Riley. It, this is a, a, a 2023 version of Derek Jr. Yeah, what was he even doing he, there? He, I mean, he's, he's trip, he was the fourth backup. In yeah, that situation, supposed to be covering Our third, third base, I on thought. Yeah. And he ends up in a spot as the throw gets away from Albies. He's perfectly there. Then catches it, turns, and fires a strike yeah. to double off Bryce Harper. Philly Braves 1-1 apiece heading back to Philadelphia. Uh, great, great game. It was uh, a beautiful play, beautiful game, and uh, give, give credit to both teams. I mean, uh, the Phillies uh, came up with the big hits early. The Braves survived the knockout punch. Zach Wheeler no-hit them for five innings. I mean, 
They were shut out in the first game. They're no hit midway through the second game. And uh, they stayed with their plan, and uh, they finally got some base hits to fall, and then they, uh, you know, Darno hits the home run to get him back in the game. Riley, a two-out clutch, two-run homer, bottom of the eighth inning to turn the series around. And then that play you talked about, that's beautiful baseball. That's the way it's supposed to be done, Tony. I've talked about it so many times. Uh, you know, does hitting win games? Does pitching win games? I've always felt like base running and defense wins more games than it gets credit for winning. And in that in that play, that's defense at its premium. It's great hustle by Austin Riley being somewhere we probably wasn't even supposed to be. And if Bryce Harper had to do it all over again, I don't think he rounds second base. I mean, you got to wait and see if that ball is caught. He just assumed it wasn't going to be caught, and he gets doubled up. And that's a base running error on his part, but the Braves made it a base running error by making a great play. Yeah, you know when you're an aggressive base runner like Bryce is, yeah. you're gonna those are gonna happen, and you you hope it doesn't happen in an NLDS uh, up one game with a chance to possibly tie uh, that game in the ninth. But it, you know the series before he ran through a red light, if I remember correctly, going home on a everybody big everybody applauded him for and that, it, and he it was a good read. The difference though, uh, it really no, there's no difference in both occasions. The play is in front of him, and so what happened really is that he made a better judgment the first time around, deciding to go home, than he did on a play that I didn't see what the um, the catch probability was on this one. Um, but my guess is it probably was low. Pretty low. He took a shot. It burned him. Um, but, you know, I think you live you live and learn, and you live with that because that is your style of play. And I think he'll have an opportunity, as it usually ter- works out, to, to have an yeah, impact this on the wasn't, series. This wasn't an all-time base-running blunder. No, it was no. an aggressive move that backfired. That backfired, yep. But I want you to take me through the mind of Michael Harris, uh, the second in center field, Tony. As somebody who's had to try and make that play, probably has made that play. Now, he's a little different than you because he's left-handed. Uh, you're right-handed. But going back to where the right center field fence, for, the ball over your other shoulder. He's kind of looked like he was cruising back for that ball. Then he had to speed up a little bit to track it down. You've got the wall coming. I know Acuna's running over from right field. He's probably yelling, you've got room, you've got room. But then again, everybody always says you've got room. I don't, I don't yeah, know if that I, means you've would, really got room. It wouldn't matter anyway, though, as yeah. loud as that play As loud was, as it was, yeah, you can't hear him. That. So tell he, me, he, tell me, take me through the center fielder. I think what, what Michael Harris does really well at the very beginning of the route is he, he runs to a spot. He knows where it's in the general area, mm-hmm. and he's running to a spot. Now, when you're talking about he picks up speed again, he turns back to find it, probably realize this ball's hit a little bit better than I initially thought, Yeah, and he has another gear to get to. Because ultimately, when he when he gets to it, he actually gets to it in time to be able to set up and make a jump where he's under control. Yeah. So, I mean, he did everything in that particular play in terms of getting to the ball as perfect as you can do it. Now, you mentioned him being left-handed. That's probably, for most outfielders, their backhand is a little the, easier, is play. The easier play. A little easier, yeah. So, you know, you, you, it's his, he, he's left-handed. So, in this case, this is his backhand. Reaching across right. his body. So, this is a, a, a little bit easier play for him. But yeah. just the route to get him there yeah. was, was excellent. And, you know, as bad as the throw was, the thing that you're one of the things you're always taught as an outfielder, at least I was, 
is to get the ball in as quick as get possible. Get it in there, yeah. And, and him getting it in as quick as he did allowed for there to be room for error where the ball gets away from the first cutoff, man, and you just so happen to have another guy in a place where he shouldn't be, but he is because he's a, he's a baseball player. He just That's an instinctual play, thinking, you know what, let me get into this spot right here. Yeah, the ball gets away. I'll be there for the backup. And then uh, Riley made a great play. It was an epic end to that game. And uh, it's what makes great postseason baseball. And, you know, frankly, I'm shocked and surprised that Michael Harris, the second, could make that play. I'm shocked that Austin Riley could hit that two-run home run. After all, the Braves had to sit idly by for right? three or four days before <laughs> the series began. How can they even be expected to play baseball under these circumstances? That, of course, is what the, question. That, of course, is what the Dodger fans are saying today after yeah. they lost again last night to the Diamondbacks. 4-2, to two, Tony. My heart does not break for L.A. They're down two games to none. They have lost five consecutive playoff games going back to last year's the sweep uh, in games two, three, and four by the Padres. They've also lost nine of their last 12 playoff games overall under Dave Roberts since winning the World Series in that shortened season. It is time for there to be some concern if you're the Dodgers. Now, they can still save this thing, but they're going to have to win three straight, obviously, to save it. But if they go down to defeat again another year where they don't even get out of the first round after winning 100 games, maybe the Dodgers have to rethink how they do things. I don't know what you can do different, how they build the ball club, or is it just baseball getting them uh, again? Uh, uh, Listen, at the end of the day... When your two best players are struggling nah. in this spot, we've seen this firsthand here in San Diego. When your best players aren't playing to the level that they're they normally play at, right? That's a good point. And this that's been the case in both years. Yeah, this that's... five game losing streak has been has coincided with their two best not playing up to par. Are not playing up to their standard. Go back and look at what they did against the Padres during the regular season. I promise you, it it won't be pretty. They never struggled, right? And so, <laughs> therefore, the team didn't struggle against yeah. them. So, yeah, listen, we can keep doing this whole thing. As I look up at the TV, the Astros seem to be having no problem with the off time and are up four nothing in Game Three as we speak. So, yeah, I, I, listen again, and I know it's been all it's been everywhere. The conversation about the playoffs being broken or there needing to be the next fix has already started. And it probably won't quiet down anytime soon. Um, But the fact of the matter is it's not even a full two years yet of letting this new thing, this new landscape kind of take hold. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Betts and Freeman. And, uh, you know, Mookie Betts, just I don't like to see this happen to any star player. But baseball always seems to pick a star player that it it, – that it gets in its clutches in the postseason, and that hitter can't seem to get out of it. Mookie Betts is in a 3-for-34 slump in the postseason over the last couple of years. He's uh, he's 0-for-6 in this series. Freddie Freeman is 1-for-7, and the only hit Freddie Freeman had was, was, an infield a, hit. was an infield hit that Zach Gallen just didn't get over and cover the bag in time, or that might have been an out. So you're right. Those two guys are hitless, are, are almost hitless. 
And then the two starting pitchers. I mean, Kershaw went a third of an inning. Bobby yeah. Miller only goes an inning and two-thirds yeah. innings. That's two innings total and, and from your two pitchers, and they allowed a total of nine runs. They knew that going in, too, right? They knew they were going to be short bad, Walker though. Bueller. They knew yeah. they were going to be short Urias. They knew they were going to be short um, uh, Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, they, well, they knew, it's fair. They knew they were, they were going to have to score, and that is the one thing that they have not been able to do in this series so far. Yeah. you got to be able to get hits with runners in scoring position. Have you ever heard that before? They're one for 12 in the series. Yes. They've left 13 runners on base. They've had some chances, had the bases loaded against Gallon in the middle of that ball game. He throws a beautiful curveball to freeze Freddie Freeman. You don't see him strike out looking with the bases loaded very often. It's hard to remember the last time. Yeah. So, I mean, they've had their chances. And uh, Arizona's come up with the goods. And, you know, you get six runs in the first inning of one game, three runs in the first inning of another game. Your chances improve greatly. And that's what the Diamondbacks have been able to do. Uh, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I know some Dodger fans are a little rankled today saying, well, Padre fans, you know, just worry about yourself. Don't be wasting time rooting against us. Hey, that's all we have. It's all we have. Leave, we us, have to, leave us alone. Leave us alone. It's October. We're not playing baseball. You are, and we can root against you, and we will root against you, and we will delight in your misery. So all day sorry long. about that. All day long. Um, so you got two home teams down 0-2, the Dodgers and the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, two series at 1-1, although one is currently looking like it's headed towards 2-1. Plenty of ball game left in that one. Um, we'll get more into the playoffs as we get going in the show. Opening night for NHL tonight, Mr. Ello. Yeah, I'm excited about that. There was some sad news in Very the NHL today. I was though. just getting ready to I, ask I was, you about yeah, this. Yeah, really saddened by the news about Barry Melrose. Now, he, he's okay in in one regard. I don't want to go too far over it, but uh, the announcement that Barry Melrose is stepping away from ESPN, he has uh, Parkinson's disease diagnosis, is not going to be able to work. Uh, and, and Barry Melrose, 67 years old, still a young man, uh, you know, he's he's been the face of the NHL for those of us who follow, yeah. you know, hockey for 20, 25 years on ESPN. I mean, talking about the sport he loves. And, of course, Kings fans will remember that he, you know, coached them to the the Stanley Cup Finals in 1993. And uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, led the uh, Kings to within a couple of games of the of what would have been their first Stanley Cup at that time. They did go on to win a couple more after that. But uh, Barry Melrose was the first guy to get the Kings to the promised land. And I uh, said, I've had over 50 extraordinary years playing, coaching, analyzing the world's greatest game. It's time to hang up my skates, focus on my health, my family. But uh, good luck to Barry Melrose. Thoughts with him as, uh, yeah, the NHL season gets underway today without Barry Melrose. That's too bad. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, All I know, I I don't know much about the NHL. What you do know, you know from him, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sad news. But the NHL does kick off today. Um, We also have Matt Snyder on to talk a little bit. I'm sure the playoff situation will come up. He actually wrote an article about it. We'll, We'll dig into that a little bit. Marcus McNeil, week five. Uh, we'll, we'll go over that a little bit. And uh, yeah. Chris versus fan, big big five. Did your... anybody watch the Monday night game last night? I did. I didn't even know it existed. Hardly. I, I um, you know what I watched it was my notifications. I didn't actually watch the game, but notification. I had two watching. guys. Yeah, I had two guys in 
they got me a victory, thankfully. Oh, you got a victory. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Well, that's always good to hear. Yes, but, it, was, uh, it was a comeback. Some of us don't have the, uh, haven't had that good fortune. Others of us <laughs> in the room have a need to have comeback victories. But that was proof to me last night. I had nobody in fantasy football either playing for or against me, so I didn't watch the game at all. And that's what I've said. I, I don't. The NFL isn't interest me enough to watch just a random game with no interest. That's like not that. your right. That's not your team or fantasy yeah, team. I have no interest in no just totally random game. I chose to watch baseball instead. What are you going to do when you quit fantasy football? Like you were talking about before yeah, the show. Yeah, a couple more losses. Uh, to, to <laughs> then you can't to... watch the NFL ever again. Yeah, I may not have to watch the NFL <laughs> ever again. I'll have more free time to spend with my. You're family. not going. You're not going to quit. I know you. I know me too, and I'm probably not going to quit. But, <laughs> I know me too. But being in agony is not the way I like to spend my Sundays no. either. So no, I and I won't even say around that. I never give. I never say this about Chris, I, honest, but I think his loss was very hard to stomach, and I can understand why he's. Feeling it didn't this help way. that you came in here smashing on his wife too yesterday <laughs> about. The she score. hasn't left the house for two days. <laughs> <laughs> She's been completely uh, in the dark. Hasn't opened the curtains. Completely that, that heartbroken. Only, that only made things worse. Downtrodden Scraby. after your beatdown of her over the weekend. Yeah, you know, the only, and I'm not saying this to brag, but <laughs> I have something to shoot for because your godson, Connor, is the highest point scorer in the league, and I'm right behind him, and I cannot let him for the, win. For those, well, for those, he's won two for, championships. For so. those that, it's uh, annoying. For those that don't know, Scraby has been plotting to kick Connor out of our league for the last two years. I know. Connor doesn't even know that <laughs> he he's been plotted to get kicked does. out of the league. This guy has been not trying even to a plot. It's push him an, out of the league for the last two years. It's an open plan. <laughs> well, good luck. Nonetheless, uh, we got some more Padre topics. AJ Casville wrote an article today talking about the Padres, you know, maybe using their farm system to kind of fill this roster out. He listed two breakout guys plus. There are some non-tender candidates. We kind of got into this a little bit last week. We'll get into it more um, uh, as the show goes along. Morgan and Chris, when we return. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I don't know what uh, Houston Astros uh, pitcher Christian Javier does during the regular season. Not much, from what I can tell by his statistics. But you get this guy out there on the mound in a playoff game, Tony, and he's hard to hit. And he's got the Minnesota Twins locked up so far. 
in Game 3 of the American League Divisional Series. 4 nothing Astros over the Twins. They're in the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, Jose Abreu hit a three-run homer in the first inning to help the Astros get off to this early lead. That'll please the uh, Padre faithful out there. Remember how many people cried for the Padres to get Jose Abreu last offseason? Yeah. Best first baseman available. Got to go get him. I was in he ended camp. up having a horrible season, but uh, came through today. Yeah, no, he, so. he came through uh, at the end of the year when they needed to get into the playoffs, and he's got a big uh, homer today to give this guy, give this team a lead. They, um, yeah. they, Chris and I were talking about it before we came on. They have dudes that when the playoffs start, I, I don't, they, they, they just, I don't know if they play better, but they're dialed in. All of the Astros are better in the playoffs. It, it, it's, it feels like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be, I mean, for, if you're a fantasy player, you always get Astros on your team because you see them all postseason. You see how good they are. Most of them let you down during the regular season because they don't play to that same level. But when they get into the postseason, look out. And that's, uh, that's what happens when you've, you know, when you've had a ton of success to begin with. Success just begets more success as you yeah. go into. You have the confidence, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. You have a little swagger, the confidence. We already saw the swagger from uh, Alex Bregman when they uh, clinched a wild card spot. And he said, we don't clinch. We don't celebrate wild card spot clinching around here. Only championships, and then they it's, it's celebrated. Tough. It's tough. That's the swagger. It's tough to uh, to disagree. To yeah. disagree at this point. Yeah, I mean, they've uh, <laughs> they are the defending champs right now, and uh, they're up four uh, nothing here in this pivotal game three. Later on, the Baltimore Orioles will look to stay alive against the Texas Rangers. Bruce Bochy attempting to move on with his Rangers. They've got a two nothing series lead. Interestingly, this is the first Ranger playoff game at home. They've uh, played four road games, and they've won them all. Now they have to come home and face the uh, 101-win Orioles who are trying to get back in this series. This will be their first playoffs in this stadium. Yeah, I know the playoffs has played yeah, Everybody there. else has played there. But yeah, everybody them. else played there during the, uh, during the COVID season. They played all those playoff games in Texas. Uh, there's kind of an emotional tag to tonight's game between the Orioles and the Rangers with everything that's going on overseas in the Middle East right now and we talked we touched on it yesterday I mean our show is a, a nice diversion from what's going on in the real world out there and our hopes and prayers continue to be with uh, people uh, not only there in the Middle East but uh, a lot of uh, people even here who have family and yeah. friends over there and uh, we pray for everybody's safety but the starting pitcher tonight for the Baltimore Orioles is Dean Kramer, oh, who yeah, is a, uh, an Israeli athlete and, uh, in fact, pitched for Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. He also has family in Israel right now. Yeah. And he was certainly asked about you know this start tonight, and he said, I want to pitch but obviously all that stuff's going to be, you know, he said the back of his mind. I don't know how you can even have it in the back of your back of his mind, but he's going to be pitching with a lot of emotion I would think tonight, Tony, and that's a that's a heavy burden to carry into a ball game like that. I hope it uh I I'm kind of rooting for Dean Kramer. I hope it goes well. But uh that's I mean, that's where real life meets uh, the fantasy world of sports. So Yes, yeah, some guys are Really good at compartmentalizing in this. Yeah, Some guys aren't, yeah. and uh, he's gonna find out how good he is at it. And you know, this is a this is a, this is a serious deal. So you know, you certainly understand it. 
Yeah. Good luck to the uh, to Dean Kramer. Orioles and Rangers play a little bit later. The National League Series get the day off. The second off day in this series, Dodgers will look to stay alive with Lance Lynn tomorrow. How do you like that, Dodger fans? You won over 100 games. Now you're counting on Lance Lynn to save your season. Best of luck. Uh, Padres. What does Lance Lynn ever do to you? Nothing. He's just not very good. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's capable of pitching a good ball game, but... I mean, when you when you got a team that had Bueller and Urias no, and Gonsolin and Kershaw, and now you're you know you're you're kind of to save everything you're you're relying on Lance Lynn. I I would think he's got to go more than an inning and a half like the first two starters did. I don't know how much bullpen the Dodgers are going to have left. Who who are the Astros or who are the Astros? Who are the Diamondbacks got going? They're going to have Brandon Fott, your guy. Oh. And fought the youngster. They didn't go too well for him last time. No. Guy, so. Well, this maybe this is their chance, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, two nothing is not an impossible deficit to overcome. No, it wouldn't be the first. To it's do just it. tough to do it when you have to go out on the road, but uh, or when you haven't scored, you've scored two runs in the first two yeah, games. Yeah, we'll see what the Dodgers are made of. I mean, you know, and the excuses that have come down about the, you know, and we're going to talk about it more with Matt Snyder and the scheduling of the playoffs, but. I've always felt this, Tony. We didn't mention this yesterday, but championship teams, and Pat Riley was very fond of saying this when he was coaching the Lakers back in the day. He said championship teams take on all comers and all situations, and, and, and they overcome them. That's what you have to do to be a championship team, whether it's play on the road, play at home, play back-to-back, play with a layoff, face another guy's Hall of Fame starter. Yeah. You know, All championship that. teams got to find a way to win. That's how you get it. It's not. And, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. So, so uh, Pat Riley, he lo- he loved it whenever it, it, the, it, it, whenever this something happened with the Lakers playoff schedule that was un you know un you know, didn't think it was going to happen. Pat Riley would just say, "Bring it on." Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. We're a championship team. We we got to handle whatever they throw at us. It's for the fans of the Dodgers to be feeling some type of way about it being hard. I mean, you got to buy. You got to skip a whole round. If anybody, if anything's hard, it's what the Diamondbacks have had to do. They had to go to Milwaukee, win two games there, then they came to LA and beat you twice. So I mean, I don't want to. I don't really want to hear. It, I don't either. Oh, I don't either. But I, Alex but I, Bregman, yeah, he go another one. Alex Bregman just hit a solo shot to extend Houston's lead to five nothing over Minnesota. In the top of the fifth. I kind of like hearing the whining and complaining, though, from the Dodger fans. I, I want to hear it, uh, you know, and and I want to hear their their comeback to Padre fans, which is, well, you guys didn't even make it. Well, guess what? This is your anguish, and we are reveling in it. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> By the way, uh, visiting teams that win the first two games in a best of five, 28-3. and three. So Dodgers are going to be looking to overcome those odds as they attempt to come back. Phillies and Braves are tied at one. They will also play game three tomorrow. We don't have time to get to this Padre arbitration eligible thing, but we will get to it. Juan Soto, Tim Hill, Scott Barlow, Trent Grisham, Austin Nola, Adrian Morejon. Who will be non-tendered? We will discuss those possibilities about the Padres. We'll talk with Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, about the Padres and uh, the finish to their season and what they should do moving forward. Also get his thoughts on the baseball playoff scheduling. It comes up next on Gwen and Chris. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of six 
60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 237, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Emilio Pagan. Old friend. Into the game, trying to get out of what is pretty big jam. First and second, no outs in the fifth. Jose Abreu up a game. And Wilson, or not Wilson, Jordan Alvarez, just to hit another double to yeah. start this rally after the Bregman home run. Alvarez is almost impossible to get out in the playoffs. I think it's he, unbelievable. He's got a home run in both games of this series. Today he's got two doubles. I know in the Padres series, I think he only made one or two outs the entire series. He was on base the entire series against yeah. the Padres. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's really legit. good at baseball. He's one of those guys. Uh, Matt Snyder's going to join us here shortly, talk a little bit about uh, the playoffs and what we've seen, his expectation for what the Padres uh, may have going um, this offseason. They, they've they got some some uh, some contracts that they have to make a decision on in terms of whether they are going to tender some of the arbitrations. For those who may not know, after you've played two-plus, three years, uh, not two-plus, three, but two-plus years, or up to three years, you are eligible for arbitration. Now, your teams don't have to have actually offer that to you. They could decide non what they call as non tender, and you become a free agent and have the ability to sign wherever you want. So, um, that's kind of what we're going to get into a little bit later on. Those names that Chris uh, read off to you earlier: Juan Soto, Tim Hill, um, man, it's great. You're Scott Barlow. Oh, you got the list. Scott yeah, you're Barlow. just you were just pausing because Scraby's over there blabbing. <laughs> Yeah. I could I could barely hear myself talk, but we're going to get into that later. But now we're going to jump to what the... What do you pre- want me to do? I'm sorry. Usually you do a much better job whispering. Well, then you guys told me I sound creepy when I whisper. I don't care if you sound creepy as long as I can't hear you while I'm trying to talk to the folks listening. Anyway, joining us on the premiere Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline is Matt Snyder of CBS Sports. Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, you know, just uh, in the middle of the grind. I guess it's week two at this point. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But uh, it is work. So, you know, <laughs> it's the one month a year where it's like you got to have a little extra stamina. Now, Matt, I need some clarification. I was I saw your tweet go out about, again, I'm waiting on anyone to explain how the Rangers went to in Baltimore is proof that rust is a thing when the Rangers – Ray series just happened. I was kind of confused on that. Like, is that okay? Proving so, that so rust is the thing, or that it's not a thing. Well, well, okay. So the my main overarching point is people were totally overreacting. Mostly Braves fans, yes, who have become an incredibly uh, sensitive bunch over. Well, they probably always have been, but these past couple of years. Um, it seems like since the Braves lost game one, all of a sudden we have to redo the entire play- gotcha. playoff format I agree. because nobody in baseball history has ever taken five days off and been able to play baseball again. 
Um, I don't know how we can have an all-star break. I don't know how there should ever be an off-season. But apparently, everybody forgets how to play baseball when they're off for five days. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. That what they were saying back to me was, if you look at the other series, for example, the Orioles being down 0-2, it's proof that it's bad for the team that had a bye. And what I was trying to say is, the Rangers went into Tampa Bay. The Rays won 99 games this year. They were a great team at home. Uh, the Rangers flew from Seattle to Tampa Bay. Uh, if that had been a situation, let's say the Rays were the one seed, right? The Rangers went into Tampa Bay on Friday. Or no, no, it was Saturday. On Saturday and Sunday and won those two games exactly how they transpired. The Rays make a million errors in game one. They don't hit right. either game. I think everybody would have said, look at the Rays. Look how rusty they are because of those five days off. But it wasn't rust because they they had the same amount of days off, one, as the Rangers did. Ah. I was trying to say teams can play poorly whether they've had zero days off, one day off, four days off, five days off. And I don't think it proves anything when you say, hey, look, the road team won a few games. And it disregards what the Astros have continually done exactly. throughout well, this no, whole I, process. I said, the funny thing was I said to one of the Braves fans who was coming back at me, I was like, you realize last year was the first year in this format and the Astros went 7-0 and on the AL side of the playoffs and then won the World Series. Right. And he's like, no, no, but in game one, they played terrible, and they took him, it took him a miracle to win. <laughs> and I was like, well, I didn't realize that that didn't count. Yeah. I didn't realize that they won, but just because they won, it was it was how they won. That that didn't count. So yeah. that doesn't count for the argument. It's We're, we're cherry-picking. We're moving the goalposts. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it boils down to this. My team lost the game, so no fair. Yeah, there's got to be uh, an excuse for it, Matt. Uh, all right, let's just because we're all in agreement that the uh, the buys are are not the cause for you know any of these teams losing some home games that have had a break. But that said, is there a better way baseball could do yeah. the playoff format? And if so, what is it? I mean, would you playoff have four days. teams? Would you have eight teams? Uh, would you stay with six teams and make the second round best of seven? What what or, or just less off day? What do you think? Well, the the whole point is, no matter how you do it, the more teams you let in, the exactly. more weird stuff is going to happen. Exactly. And then you're going to have people saying, "Hold on, there's a couple eighty win, eighty five win teams in the second round. This yeah. shouldn't have happened. What do we do to fix it?" And the easiest answer is, "Don't let them in." If you don't like those teams advancing, you can't let them in. Uh, so we'd have to go back to just the World Series, right? Where it's, right now we'd be playing, the, we'd probably be about, you know, between games three and four of the Braves-Orioles World Series. Is that what everybody wants? It, I don't think that. I don't think that's what everybody wants. So then you go to just straight to the LCS. Well, then you might have a, a team that's clipped, you know, from making it when they just look at the two years ago in the NL West where the, the Giants won 107 games and the Dodgers won 106. In the NLCS, you would have had the Giants against the probably Brewers, and then the Dodgers wouldn't have made the playoffs. So then you say, well, oh, wait, now we need a wild card, and we're right back to where we are. <laughs> so, leave, leave it alone, the, in other words. Yeah, the, the thing that's reasonable to me is when John Smoltz said um, Cut the it off was days during off. game two, yeah, you know, I, if there's going to be a sweep, then the, the teams that had to play in the wild card round are going to have two days off to kind of get their pitching back in order. So then it's not a huge advantage to have a bye. And, um, so then, say, this week, for example, let's have started on Friday instead of Saturday. Reasonable to me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
the other thing is, and I know this this is where we're fighting the the MLB office in terms of you know TV money. But I, I did not care for let's start the NLDS game one each, and then the next day they both get days off. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. I think once you started at one venue, it should be games all the games there until it's a travel day. Um, but again, they didn't want a situation where we had four games, four games, then zero games. Yeah. So I, I understand that. So maybe you need to start uh, have no off days before the wild card in one league starts. I don't have any problem with teams having to play on Sunday. And if you're the wild card, you have to come right back and play Monday. Yeah. That's fine. But let's at least stagger it so we don't have a situation where we, we get all excited about Brave Silly's game one and then the next day's a day off. Come on, man. Once we start it, let's go. Yeah, no, I, I think ultimately leave it alone. We've only This is only a year and not even a half of playoffs yet. We haven't even finished this round <laughs> just, yet and people just, are complaining about the format. Let's, like We have one year of, of data. Uh, and, and last year, the teams with the buys were three and one in game one. So there yeah. was no evidence of rust whatsoever. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the teams with buys were two and two in the round. Both the AL seeds advanced, both the NL seeds lost. But, you know, you could explain those. Every, every year we're going to get weird stuff. In 2014, yeah. the World Series was between two wildcard teams. Should we have reinvented the entire playoffs because the, the Royals and Giants made it from the wildcard? I mean, come on, weird stuff happens. Turned out to be a good World Series too. So you know, ultimately, we all we all got to benefit from it. Matt Snyder joins us here, CBS Sports, and Matt. Let's let's go through some of these uh, playoff games. Uh, I think the, the the biggest surprise right now is the Dodgers down 0-2 to the Diamondbacks, and I think we knew going in that their pitching was not going to be what we had you know yeah. come to know of the Dodgers. But you got to give the the Diamondbacks some credit they are they are coming Absolutely. out like maniacs offensively and it has looked like that through the first two games absolutely it's what we talked about it down the stretch so many times i'm sure on this show i talked about it with you guys uh when you look at that dodgers pitching staff with the injuries that they had and then urias getting suspended for the domestic violence thing just from a baseball perspective when you looked at that thing it was man they are treating Clayton Kershaw with kid gloves down the stretch because they're de- they desperately need him in there. Uh, then you've got Bobby Miller, the rookie. Now they're going with Lance Lynn in game three, who has major home run problems at this point in his career. Otherwise, it's Ryan Pepio, who has very little experience, although I, I, I would absolutely go with him in game four instead of trying to bring Kershaw back, for example. Um, but, yeah, you knew they were going to have those issues, and then you look at the Diamondbacks, and they go through spells where they get really, really cold. And maybe one of those is coming right now. I could really, I could totally see the Dodgers winning three in a row. But when they, when they start to play well on offense, and you've got Carroll and, and Marte one two atop that order, man, it's nice to have those guys up there because they they get on base, they create havoc on the bases, especially Carroll. Uh, that's a feisty team. Yeah, and and they can hurt you from the bottom lineup, probably better than the the Dodgers can from the bottom of the lineup. I mean, the Dodgers basically after JD Martinez, you've got Muncy in the five hole who is hit or miss, a lot of power, but hit or miss. Six, seven, eight, nine is a bunch of platoon guys. Um, and you can call it good depth in the regular season, but in the postseason, mm. it's kind of like, eh, it's mm. just not that good. Because you don't need the depth in the postseason anymore. You, you can play the same nine every game. Great point. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, is our guest. Uh, all right, so let's just say, let's hope, uh, at least in San Diego we're hoping, and let's just say the Dodgers do end up losing this. Do the Dodgers need to change or, or do they go about a, 
a total, you know, attitude adjustment moving forward. This would be the third time in five years that they won 100 yeah. games and lost in the first playoff. Uh, or would that be an overreaction? Would that just be crazy baseball things happen and the Dodgers ought to just stay the course and keep doing what they do? I, I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to say because I, I do feel like you should build, if you're going through a rebuild, one of the situations, I think the Orioles are probably in the, the first stage of this this year, obviously, is that you want to build your team with a foundation that can be around a long time so that your postseason window is open for as many years as possible because it's so hard to win the World Series even one time. That's why we haven't seen a repeat champion since the Yankees, the Jeter era Yankees. Um, it's, it's it's so hard to win. So you've got to give yourselves as many times as possible. And that's what the Dodgers are better than anybody at doing. They're there every single year. So it feels like from that perspective, you shouldn't change anything because you keep getting chances. And in another one of these years after 2020, a full season year, one of these times, eventually it's going to hit, right? Well, <laughs> the reason I said I don't know is it's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, they did get there in 2017 when they had the best record in baseball. And they, they went to seven games against the Astros. But ever since then, like, they've had some amazing seasons. Uh, they made the, the World Series in 2018 again, but that was after 92 wins in the regular season. But they haven't been back in a full season uh, with some one. I mean, 111 wins last year, 100 this year. And even if they survive this series, I don't think they're going to get by either the Phillies or the Braves. Um, it's a tough question. I do. It, it does feel like they kind of reset the luxury tax or look uh -huh. like they, they were trying to do that because they want to go after Otani. And then if they're going to go with Otani, you're probably going to go all out elsewhere. So let's see what they look like next year. This year, it was kind of a transition year, and they won 100 games anyway. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if they get bounced here. But it does, I would say, if you're a Dodgers fan – it has to get exhausting to get bounced like this so many times. I mean, the other team on, on in the other league is the Astros, uh, the model of yeah. consistency. They don't seem to be having any of the problems that the other teams have in terms of having buys. No. They, since Dusty has taken over, it seems like they've become even, even more consistent, more resilient, because they lose somebody, it seems like, every year. They plug a new person in. And you know they they they're right back where they are. They're another win away from another trip to an ALCS. Why does this con train continue to roll? And I know it pains people to hear that, but it's the truth. It's the foundation. I mean, you look at from 2017. It, it, it was already Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. 2019, they added Jordan Alvarez. They they lose somebody like George Springer. Now we've got Kyle Tucker in, in there. Um, they lose Carlos Correa. They plug in Jeremy Pena, and he was a star in the postseason last year. At some point, it's culture. You know, it's it, not only the, the front office grabbing great players and filling in, you know, I, I just said on the position player side, but it's, you know, they go out and get uh, Justin Verlander. Garrett, Garrett Cole walks in free agency. Well, now they've got Framber Valdez and, yeah. and Christian Javier in there. Uh, they lose Lance McCullers to injury. You get somebody like Hunter Brown who steps in and has a very good season this year, or J.P. France who had a very good season this year. It's it's an assembly line of talent, and I do think that culture kind of takes over at some point when you're winning every year. And it's not just the regular season, but somebody like Altuve, you can just hear him talking to the youngsters like, hey, we don't do first-round exits here. Because they don't. Yeah. They don't. They advance to the ALCS every single year. They've been to the World Series for the last six. 
you know, you can just see how it's a culture thing. And it's, you could just see, like I said, Altuve talking to Jeremy Pena when he took over for Carlos Correa. Hey, like, hey, I know you're a rookie and you're replacing a superstar, but you know Doesn't that matter. there aren't going to be there aren't going to be any excuses come October because we don't lose early. And they haven't, uh, Matt. We got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to get your quick thoughts on the Padres uh, re-upping with uh, Bob Melvin, uh, bringing him back, and uh, sticking with AJ Preller. And basically, just running it back for another season. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think neither Tony or nor I are surprised, but uh, some fans in San Diego are wondering if this is the way to go. What are your thoughts? I, I'm not sure how much choice they had. I mean, there, there's going to be turnover anyway, just because of a few big name free agents. So you know, you try to have the same core. Although I guess there there are Juan Soto trade talks, but you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? But it's. And in some ways, they don't have much choice because there's so many of those long-term deals that are probably untradeable right now. You might as well run it back. And there are things with this team where you thought maybe resetting and getting, you know, getting to a new season. And so you can't see that record anymore. You're not trying to make up all these games to make the playoffs. You're not yeah. pressing anymore. You get a clean slate. Uh, there were a lot of things that went wrong, a lot of things that went wrong. And they still ended up like not that far out of a playoff spot once the standings were settled at the end of the season, you, you could change, what was it, three games? I think it was less than they were out, They ended up two games out, yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah, so you could change three different games throughout the course of the season, and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, who knows, because they had a ton of talent. Um, I have no problem running it back there. Now, it, you know, it's if they do that and it fails again next year, all right, time to pull the plug. But you go from NLCS, to three games away when so much stuff went wrong. To me, that doesn't say reset, redo everything. I agree. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. Uh, as always, Matt, we appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Take care. Thanks, Matt. That was Matt Snyder, CBS Sports on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, yeah, no, I think we've come to that conclusion a long time ago that this was this was really the best way to go and the only way to go for the Padres um as we uh continue to see how this team um where where's the ceiling ultimately hopefully we can find that out next year uh getting ready for a break five nothing Astros over the twins twins threatening though first and second one out bottom of the fifth we'll have more when we return more Gwen and Chris This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 